Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Adam Price. Hello. There Sorry, we go. It's just been a while since I've done this. So. <laughs> Is this Wolverhampton Timberwolves we're talking about? Is it? Is it what? Wolverhampton Timberwolves. I forgot. Yeah, I've almost forgotten which team we're talking about. It's yeah. been so long I've done it's this. It's Wolves. <laughs> right. Based in Wolverhampton, a city in England. The colour they play in is... Is gold. <laughs> Some may say orange, but it's always gold. Okay, I've heard of them, so yeah. yes. Fine. Uh, we've got Roy Hoops with us. Hello, good evening. And we've got Andy with us as well. Hey, yeah. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the win against Villa, preview the game of the weekend against Norwich, and we've got a fancast question, which everyone has been sinking their teeth into frantically this afternoon. Uh, but firstly, African Cup of Nations update is back, everybody. After two years, it's finally back. Uh, why is it back? Because obviously Roma Sace is with the Moroccan squad. Uh, their opening game in the African Cup of Nations was a 1-0 loss against DR Congo. Sace started, but it was a 1-0 loss. Um, and that's it. That's African End Cup of Nations. End of update. End of update. follow Sacco, just because. Should we follow Marley and see what they do? I, I guess so. I don't know if they've played yet. They're playing or, tonight, no. aren't they? Who are they That's playing? Recording, uh, Egypt. Ooh, tough fixture. I don't know my African football, but I'm going to say it's a tough fixture. Yeah, they're, they're winning the most, I think. The Egyptians. Yes. Mm. I just don't seem to. It's, it's weird. I sometimes have to remind myself no? that like Egypt are in the African Cup of Nations because sometimes I just seem to forget that they are. Mm. Well, they're one of the in teams. Africa. Africa. <laughs> they never appear in the World Cup, so you often forget about them. You yeah. never really see like yeah. Nigeria and Ghana. So. Yeah. You get the odd No, one of them players probably doesn't play anymore. Amir Zaki, remember him? He used to play for Wigan. Oh, Mido used to play, didn't oh, he? But he looks about 15 stone overweight now. Well, the last time I saw him, he was huge. Yeah. No, but on that, to keep it Wolves fiend, I'm getting Nigeria didn't qualify then. I've no, no idea. He did lock them out to qualify. Ah, okay. I don't really know if it's African yeah. football here. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny enough, only about Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so we'll follow uh, Sacey's progress in the African Cup of Nations and keep you updated with the segment African Cup of Nations update. That was it, people. Nice little update to start us off. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I think you should be our African correspondent. The budget won't stretch to send you over there. <laughs> but, you know, just, <laughs> just have a green screen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> some pyramids now. Some no, nondescript <laughs> stadium. Right Live. Where's it been held? Oh, Gabon. Gabon. I'll just print off some Gabon landscape behind me. <laughs> Live from Gabon. <laughs> right, uh, before, uh, well, over the weekend, uh, I set a fancast scenario question to everyone coming on the podcast this week. As it's the January transfer window and Wolves are vying <coughs> for signings, which, once again, there's no news on anything. That's transfer update as well. Mm. There's nothing going on. We um, mentioned just before going on, sorry, Brian, I, think, I don't know if you've heard Kone was linked today. From Everton, but that's the only one I've heard. But it's yeah. pretty pretty scarce, isn't it? Are we going to do a transfer embargo? Well, that, it feels like it, doesn't it? It's a secret one yeah. that we're just not telling yeah. us about. Did we did we cover? In the, I did listen to the podcast, but that's well week, done. Thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah, Good. Um, and I still can't get over how nobody remembered any Steve Ball goals. But anyway. Um, that, was that was crazy. <laughs> Did we cover the Haiti signing last week, or was was he? After? No, that was no. after. So yeah. we've forgotten about yeah. that. Yeah. Wolves have signed. Yeah. Easy to forget. <laughs> have signed Haiti. Is it Haiti or Haiti? Haitian Haitian striker Dukans Nazon from an Indian Super League side. He's on a six-month contract for the under 23s and there is an option for a further year. It's our annual January Academy signing, everyone. We've got it yes. in the bag. Do you remember the name of the Indian team? I'm sure you do, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this is my non- non-Egyptian knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Kerala Blasters. Great name. I don't know. It sounds like a beer, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only Indian team I remember was on Sensible World of Soccer, and it was Border Security, <laughs> <laughs> which I think were a prison side. And you used to be able to sign Ches Mahundrad for 50k, and he turned into the most amazing footballer. So there you go. Oh, nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, so we saw this striker. Yeah. There was so much um, meltdown on Twitter, wasn't there, just before when the rumours were circulating about this guy. Um, but once again, we're still waiting for the actual striker. It seems to be a yeah. common January theme, doesn't it, with Wolves, trying to find a striker and we're waiting for someone, aren't we? I'm annoyed, because it's like... You see other clubs dip into the market. I've been banging on about Sam Winnell for weeks, and then Sheffield Wednesday go and sign him. Mm. 
And no, they may still come up with a strike, and it's this is one for the future. But I would have thought realistically we would have had a chance of signing him. Um, and I think Duckins. He's Duckins. He's twenty-two, so it's not like he's a kid. Mm. He should mm. really be pushing for first-team football now if he was good enough. Really, really scratching that under-23 criteria. Yeah. It, it seems a bit desperate. But, but, but it, you can think, who scouted that one? <laughs> I'm not trying to put the lad down at all. If no. he's, he must have been good enough if we've scouted him and signed him. But who has gone, you know what, let's check out the Indian Super League. I'm sure there's a gem there. Maybe someone who follows cricket and just happened to be over there watching <laughs> England and call the game in the way. It cr- it's a bit obscure. It might be absolutely amazing, but yeah. This be the first Haitian to play for Wolves. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. A little step there. You can have that. Yeah. You can have that. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that with some confidence. <laughs> you won't get any... Go- no, actually, in 1939. <laughs> There's just over a couple of weeks left of the window. I say it's all been quiet. Do we think we'll sign anybody? Surely we'll sign someone. Surely. <laughs> I, yeah, but I, I've literally mm. I, I've no idea who it could possibly mm. be. I think we do need strikers, the main one that we need. Um, but pff, I, I've, I'm really a current now. That's the first of that's the first I've heard of that today. Yeah. I and mean, he's, I guess he's what Everton's squad player isn't he? I don't think he really mm. played, doesn't really get, get much game much, time. But. I know we were linked with that youngster from Brentford who surely would just be another under twenty three signing. Luke something or something. There's ourselves and Albion are looking at him. He's a young 17-year-old winger. Well, there has been some outgoings, I've just realised. It shows you how yeah. much research mm. we do. Obviously, uh, Ola John. Ola John. Oh, oh. Oh. Or, uh, au revoir, John. <laughs> He's gone on loan to... Is Debitivo? Yeah. Yeah. Sub-loan agreements. Yes, which means that we've actually loaned him <laughs> to this team. <laughs> kind of makes no sense. And also, Prince of Our Hearts, Prince mm. Onyege, has gone <laughs> to... Bastia no. for the rest of the season mm-hmm. on loan as well. <clears throat> Surely more. This is it now. Surely this is the start of the floodgates. Yeah, I mean, we're expecting yeah. Borthwick Jackson to follow, aren't we, from some of the reports that United will recall him. Texera as well, I, w- I would say, would be in the same category. Mm. Jed Wallace as well mm. isn't really getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our favourite Baltic King striker, Gladden, can't go if I'm right because of a He's played for two clubs. Mm. Um, but yeah, there'll be a few to go. But it's interesting, Lambert said he doesn't need a centre-half. We can go on to that later, I suppose, if we talk about the recent performances mm-hmm. and whether or not we need one or not. But yeah, I think we can all agree a striker, definitely, because mm. we're, not, we're not scoring enough goals, mm-hmm. are we? Oh. Gladden's a weird one, because he, um, he couldn't be sold because of the three-club yeah. or two-club mm. or whatever. But he can be loaned mm. and then the play for that issue, team. Though, isn't it? So, oh, I used to think sure. it was a calendar year. You played. You can't play for three mm. teams in a calendar year. So only within 2016. Mm. You now it's 17. Maybe you can be moved on. I, I, I don't. Know. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. About both with Jackson. I don't think. I'm not sure why. <clears throat> why he's still here. Mm. At, no. at this point. Think... At this point in the window, because we all knew it was a pretty short odds bet to say that he's going to go back yeah, at yeah. the window. So much so that United even put him in their Europa League squad, didn't they? Mm. They added him to the squad. So we're what day seventeen yeah. of January, as a recording. And he's still here, and I think why there must from, be a contractual from, thing yeah, there. Surely, my understanding. But I mean, on Yangi, I think I can, I can kind of understand that because we've got our, our mid our midfield is kind of set the two. I think it's priced mm. Edwards at the minute, isn't it? Mm. And then you've got Evans who come back in and did a star turn against Stoke, so we've got him. Um, we have got Sace um, as well. And um, the ever-versatile Savile. I just think that um, <laughs> with, with, with Onyangi, Lambert's probably looked at him and thought, OK, you've come back from like two months off. I've got enough midfielders as it is mm. at the moment without trying to get you match fit and trying to get you into the <laughs> squad or the team. So probably it's probably best at the minute. I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit annoyed if, if he automatically was sold at the end of it. Because mm. he's only played like seven or eight games for, mm. for us, so the jury might still be out on mm. him at the moment. But I think just to, to learn and get him match fitness, and then we'll, we'll try again get a pre-season under him to start again next season. That probably be my preferred option for him. I think as well. I, I agree. I think he's got a long contract as well. Um, so I'd like to think there may be place for him. But at this moment in time, with 
experimented with with overseas players. We've flooded them in. I think he's just playing it safe, isn't he, at the moment? And and yeah, the, the, we, he's certainly got some competition in centre midfield, and um, it would be a pretty strange move to for him to displace any of the midfielders at the moment. Mm. So mm. we'll see. Um, Seems a nice guy. Quite like the guy. <laughs> he, you know, so... He's always got yeah. a smile on his face. He has, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why, he's not playing. No. no. <laughs> uh, so that's transfer update, everybody, as far as I'm aware. As of recording on Tuesday, I'm sure that'll all change uh, by the time we listen. Right, let's go on to the next bit now, the bit we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before... Uh, well, throughout the weekend, I set the gentleman a fancast question... I'm sure I said this a few minutes ago and we got onto a different tangent. Yeah, yeah but just to remind people. Duncan's yeah. 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 came up, didn't it? Yeah, Duncan's yeah. yeah. came up, that was it. Yeah. So I said everybody a question around the January transfer window, which was this scenario that Wolves are about to sign a big signing for this window, which is obviously very rare. This is why it's a made-up scenario. So Wolves are about to make a big signing. Everything is all in place. But the player itself, he, you know, he, he's all happy coming Wolves, but he's not really unsure at Wolverhampton not really sold on the idea of Wolverhampton so it is everyone's individual job to sell Wolverhampton to this player they've got 24 hours from 12 noon to take this player around the sites of Wolverhampton taking places go out sell Wolverhampton to this player and they've got to be back to the training ground or one whoever by the end of the 24 hours a uh, couple of rules for this has to be within the Wolverhampton vicinity and you can't say, well, I wouldn't take him to Wolverhampton. They're the two golden rules about this. Or I'd, or I'd take a train to somewhere else from the Wolverhampton train station. It has to be within the Wolverhampton area. Who wants to go first, gentlemen, on their itinerary of where they would take this signing to sell them Wolverhampton? I don't have a spinner. So I'll I can't just go first, Adam's going to go first. I'm assuming I'm meeting this guy at the train station. That's where I based my yep, meeting yep. from. You can you can <coughs> base it from wherever you like. Obviously, I'll take him into the Western straight away. Yeah. Some he's probably not had lunch, so we'll give him some grey peas and bacon. And I'm and I'm basing this on this being a foreign big signing. Okay. Wash down with the pie of Athams, of course, in the Western. Off into town we go. Okay. Taking the quality sites on route, like the quality architecture of. The subway leading into town, back to the train station. <laughs> the nice, the new bridge over the ring road oh, with yeah. its with its bridge. incorrect panels that don't match up. Um, and then the quality architecture of the buildings, like the Britannia Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also try and sell Wolverhampton as a whole. So point out some nice key facts about Wolverhampton. Yeah. You know, having the first automated traffic lights. <sighs> since oh, oh, um, he's got in there. <laughs> He's going there. You, know, just point, you could put, just point a random traffic light to say it could be that one. It could have been that one. <laughs> then, a bit of injection of culture to go in the art gallery. It is free after all. Yeah, in yeah, we go. Yeah. Saving whistle, money there as well. Whistle stop yeah. tour. Well, yes, of course. Always watching the pennies. And then get into the get whistle stop tour of there. I'll come out, explain the man on the os briefly. You yeah. don't want to get bogged down with the yeah, detail yeah. of what's that there. Have a posh ale in Slater's. Yes. Nice, yeah, nice yeah, posh yeah. ale. Taking through a bit of a shop into the Manda Centre. Obviously, the focal point of the minute is clearly the new H&M. Take him into, <laughs> into Manda Centre and obviously uh, show him, promising there will be a Debenhams coming on, on the way. <laughs> then, uh, point in the Litton Tree. If I'm meeting over Saturday, we can watch the, the, the scores come in. Bit of yeah, soccer Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we'll head out of town. We'll go into Chapel Ash. Take, mm-hmm. see, because um, Chapel Ash is nice. Go into the Combermere. Yeah, because okay, you can probably tell him it's the first time he's ever had a piss in the toilet with a tree in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. probably hasn't had that. Yeah. It's probably hasn't yeah. 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 before. Um, and then we'll go a bit further afield now. We'll take in, t- go to get get in the cab and go to Dunstall Racecourse. Ooh. Yeah, all the well yeah. Hit him with some more knowledge about yeah. Dunstall. Yeah, being the first floodlit racecourse <laughs> in the country. <laughs> There's a, a light theme <laughs> going on here. <laughs> So have a good time amongst loads of betting slips. Then, again, we'll take him somewhere a bit more highbrow. We'll take him to Whittick Manor Ooh, after that. Nice. Nice. You know, make use of his uh, free National Trust membership, which I'm sure we'll, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get him to signs for the club. <laughs> then also hit him back to their former much-loved CEO. He used to live next door. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't know him because he's been Norwich, mm-hmm. but there you go. Then next, after we finish Whittick Manor, pop next door for a pint of the Mermaid. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, we'll yeah, have yeah. a few drinks now, yeah. I think. Um tea time mm-hmm. then we'll head back and two options here you can either go to Bella in Chapel Ash yes or the Beelash 
Either way, he's paying. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the night out begins. We're on a bit, a bit of a high brain note. Yeah. Grand Theatre. Taking, okay, taking yeah. a plane. Taking a show. But then he'll just descend into just an all night drinking, so going the Wheat Sheaf and the Duke of York <laughs> and McGee's, of no, course. Yeah. As the night ends, we'll go into Casino 36, yeah. the brand new casino, have a bit of gambling. Uh, at this point, we're gambling to the da- into the night, then probably morning, getting light. Go have a breakfast at the Golden Black Cafe, of course. Yeah. Uh, pint with the locals in the Weatherspoons early early morning. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, by now, you should sign whatever's put in front of him, so I'll yeah. sign the contract, off you go. To <laughs> station, <laughs> uh, Adams, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll go next. Similar start to Adam. Um, <laughs> you you may know the compared notes. Yeah, um, we haven't actually. This yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, but um, so yeah. Uh, similar to Adam, meet the new signing. Let's call him Diego. Uh, midday <laughs> at the Walls train station. He's got a few offers from China and other places, but we're going to show him round. So Diego's greeted at the station <laughs> by his uh, tour guide. Now, I've entrusted Steve George Ball, MBE, to be his guide for the day. So he Very meets uh, D- Diego and, and Bully uh, and Met. Steve gives him a nice warm embrace. And, yeah, they also go to the Great Western. Um, make sure we get him a nice cob, because he's had a long journey. Pint of mavens and some scratchings. And Steve even lets him have the hairy ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then after the um, the Great Western, they then depart to West Park, which Steve describes to uh, Diego as a bit like Central Park, but with less ducks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they then um, take um, uh, a rowing boat over the lake at West Park. Very romantic. Very romantic. Very romantic. <laughs> And at this moment, you really want to be serenaded. So I was thinking about Venice, where you get someone at the back of your boat serenading. Well, Beverly Knight turns up, (laughs) keeping it more of Hampton. And Bev's singing a few of her classic tracks while Steve and Diego go around the lake. After the, uh, the lake trip... Steve suggested taking Diego to Wolverhampton's premier entertainment centre, that's Bentley Bridge, Wensfield. <laughs> <laughs> they go on the arcades. Steve gracefully lets him win on most of the games, but draws a line at, at uh, air hockey. <laughs> uh, they have a couple of games of bowling. Whilst they're at uh, Bentley Bridge, Nando's is next door. He's a footballer. Yeah, classic. Classic. Yeah. He meets his new teammates, Helder, Nua. They have a little cheeky Nando's together. At this point, um, Andre Butty appears. Nobody knows why. (laughs) 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 After Nando's, um, he gets. uh, Steve says, "I've got to take you to Boots. Got to put some aftershave on because you've got a date for this evening." So he's at Bentley Bridge. His date for this evening is Susie Perry, another Wolverhampton local. Okay, yeah. And they go and watch uh, La La Land together. At Cineworld. So, really rolling out the celebs for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after watching La La Land and being all giddy and whimsical and all romantic, <laughs> he then gets taken in a taxi to Molyneux um, where he'll look at the ground on the night and he'll fall in love with the ground. And that's that's his night. He'll get dropped off in the morning. Andy, over to nice. you for your... Adventure. I, I'm actually taking a different route. I'm not starting at the train station. Oh, <laughs> no. the Crown and Tetanus for lunch is where I thought we'd meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice bit of a lunch there, and a couple of pints, obviously. <laughs> then we move on to the Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Mermaid, yeah, another nice yeah, one. Yeah. Then we carry on further up into Chapel Ash. I've just put the Clarendon here. I quite like the Clarendon. Oh, Clarendon. The Clarendon is a good little story. There's a few round there yeah. which are nice. Then up into town, and we go to Op- Opulent Inc., the tattoo parlour. Oh. Okay, okay. Now, I'm thinking we've got a very good tattoo artist on our door. Footballers love their sleeves. I think he's the man to, to show him why he should be coming to, to Wolverhampton to get his sleeve finished off, like okay. all the others. Yeah, like, yeah. He can have a nice wolf head or something tattooed on his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, the bee lash, as you say. Lovely food there. Uh, then I... I thought about the Grand, but then actually I quite like cinema, so I thought we'd go to the Lighthouse Cinema. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Bit yeah. there, bit That's it. <laughs> yeah. Support your independent theatre, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we go back into town for the Dog and Dublet. <coughs> I liked it yeah. there, a lot of tweed and beards, perfect. 
And then we go to the, fi- <laughs> the Fiction Warehouse to see Fight Club Pro and we'll see Trent Seven and the current WWE UK champion Tyler Bate uh, <clears throat> fighting there for Fight Club. Then into town we go to Slade Rooms, Gifford, obviously Pop World at some point. Got to be done. <laughs> Got to show them the two contrasting worlds in That's Gifford's Pop World. Yeah. Have a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realise at this point I have just basically been on a bit of a pub crawl, so... I think it's time for bed. Get up, Spoon's breakfast, go for a wander around the city centre, take him into the club shop yeah. to meet his adoring fans. And then Cafe Nero, because they do the best coffee for me. It's just brilliant. <laughs> then Earl's, because they do a really good um, pork sandwich yeah. belt in there. Then down to the Molyneux, museum tour, and then we go into the Asda, because obviously people on Twitter like to say... That's in so and so. Yes, he's got to be there just to pose for photos, and then very, I'd leave him at the Molyneux. Very good. Right, we'll finish off in mine then. Uh, so firstly, so pick him up from the training ground. He's probably just ironing out his contract details. Then go to town. Go to Beatty's for a spot of lunch. Thinking it's an iconic building. Have a spot of lunch there, and then showing around some of the cultural sites <laughs> of Hampton. Showing the man and the horse. Showing where the Ring Road Tramp lived. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, showing the traffic lights, point out that the first automatic ones in the UK. Go to the art gallery, have a little tour around there. After that, go to Banksy's Bureau, have a tour, yes. drink yes. some of the local ales that Wolverhampton has to offer. Uh, and then get in a taxi, um, go off to Compton, have a nice evening meal at Fume. You oh, never know. Never you never know. Zenga might be there. Zenga <laughs> <laughs> might be there. Just to greet him. Be there. You never know. Um, I would have said Baracios, but unfortunately Baracios and uh, Tittles closed. closed down now. Yes. It would have tied in with the whole Steve Ball thing. Maybe mm. Steve would have been there to greet him. Uh, we would go to Fume, and then it's taxi off uptown in this order: oh. Royal London, Hogshead, Moon Underwater for a very cheap Jaeger bomb, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goose, Cuban for a squash frog. Yes, and then I bring back Blast Off. Oh. We go to blast off to dance the night away. Then two, three a.m. in the morning, depending on how he's feeling, go off to the uh, hot port back joint. Have yes, a little, like, yeah, hot yes. port back joint. Then back to the hotel, which would obviously be the main hotel where they all stay. Yes. Get up in the morning, have a full English courtesy, obviously, of the the good people at the main hotel. <laughs> get back into town, have a leisurely walk around West Park, kind of get over the hangover, see the nice sights of uh, Wolverhampton. If there's time, taking an, an, an Escape Live game. Have you seen this Escape Live stuff? You can get in Birmingham. Well, there's one in Wolverhampton now, by the oh, Civic. I've heard about oh, this. Oh, yeah. 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 A bit of excitement, a yeah. bit of tension. Yes. Does he get out the route? I don't know. And then back to the train ground, back in time for lunch. There we go. If you um, all had to vote for one each, gentlemen, you couldn't vote for your own, who would you go for? I, I think we should all forward these onto the club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ta- take yeah. under under advisement. Next signing, do one of these, <laughs> yeah. and we want to document it in a GoPro. Format. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and that's it. So, if you've got your own suggestions, I don't think Twitter's really the, the avenue for it. Not under characters. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, want to email your own suggestions in? If you had twenty four hours to show a play around Wolverhampton, you had to stick to Wolverhampton. Where would you go and why? A podcast at wolvesfancast.com. So we're going to the next part of the podcast, which is the review of our last game, which was the home win against Aston Villa. Paul Lambert's men uh, got their first clean sheet at home for a while. Since August. Since August. Since we're doing 0-0 at home switch. And a striker scored their first goal for Wolves since mm-hmm. August as well. Uh, in a 1-0 win, thanks to Joe Mason's goal. Uh, gentlemen, it was a derby, it was a great atmosphere. Um, before we kind of analyse in more detail, what was your initial reactions Post game of that game, I was delighted. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned actually about the atmosphere because um, being in, being in, in the stadium, the atmosphere was was amazing, and you kind you kind of drank it in. But the game itself was, I thought, oh, it was a bit of a poor game. It's a typical derby game, really, mm. I guess. I just kind of thought if you watch that game at home on the TV, you might you wouldn't be able to fully appreciate you know all the go all what was going on all yeah. around you in the in the stadium. Um, I was amazed at. I honestly I must say I was amazed at how poor Villa were. Mm. They didn't turn up, did they? Which is no. surprising. And if no. they have to rely on those two strikers, mm. they are going to be in trouble. Um, but I thought we were. I thought we were amazing. When the team sheet come in. I thought I'm probably not on my own in this regard. But I thought because I was expecting some from Stoke to stay in the mm. team, and there was kind of about six or seven changes I think mm. from the from the Stoke game. 
I thought, well, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, but Lambert <laughs> seems to know what he's doing at the moment. Mm. So um, fair play to him. You know, I think he, I was expecting Williamson to play again, really, mm. um, to continue his clean sheet run. But fair enough. But Stephen and Bart were in there. And I thought, oh, okay, mm. fair enough. But they, they played immense, mm. immense, both of them. I mean, Bart maybe not with the ball at his feet, but everything other than that. <laughs> I, I mean, everything that came near him was headed away. Positionally, yeah. he was good. I thought, I thought, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was chuffed. But I think, as Price said, I think that the key is, goddamn, a Villa awful, and that, and that, that front two were shocking. I mean, a Bong Lahore, when he loses his pace, he's got nothing else to offer. Mm. And McCormack looks really unfixed. I've always liked McCormack as a player. He looked off the pace, so they, 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 they weren't threatening at all. I think the defence did well, but then. I looked at my notes earlier and I was thinking, well, actually, we'll look at the other clean sheets. And you look at the Sheffield Wednesday game and they were up against people like Forestieri, mm. they were up against Fletcher, and then the Stoke game, Crouch and Outovich. Mm. So I know Bath and, and Steeman got quite a bit of credit for the, the Villa game, but realistically, they were all up against pretty shoddy strikers. Mm. Compared to the the previous weekend, but I guess and it and it's probably something we'll we'll go into in a little while. It is a bit of a conundrum. You bring Williamson back, and Williamson and Horse perform well against Premier League opposition, and then they come out the side. But then Bath and Steam were in it mm. previously, so we have struggled with the defence. So yes, I do give them credit, but then I've I've, I've got to say I've, I've watched the um, Bart on uh, McCormack and the the area. It was a penalty. Really, and he, and he grabbed him back. So, if he would have given that away, it could have looked a bit different. Mm. I think out of the two, I thought Steeman looked um, probably the, the better of the of the two. Um, and what I liked about it was the team spirit as well. Mm. It looked like it really meant something to them. It it wasn't something that was faked. Okay, you can talk about the clap and so oh, about the clap celebrations. So wrong. You can you, you can talk about celebrations after, but it just seemed genuinely they were, they really brought into it that it was a local derby. Um, so that was fantastic. It's always nice to 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 you know. And we hadn't famously won against Villa at home since '78, I think they said, or something like that. So I think it was great, and I, I don't want to come across negative, but I think we're against a very poor side. who were depleted by some better players. Been in the African Nations Cup and uh, trying to bring it down. I know, I know, I know. Andy, what were your initial reactions? I, I was, I was really pleased. I thought we did well. We didn't really give them many chances, mm. other than that one McCormack one, which he should have buried. Mm. Oh, yeah. They didn't really threaten us. I mean, Akimi didn't make a save today, if I remember correctly. Doesn't they have a shot? On no, no, no. So I think as a team, everyone played well. They all did their role. I was particularly impressed with Mason. Yes, I think his footwork is incredible. He, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Baller, as I think is a word that the kids use. <laughs> yeah, his link-up play, like you're right, his footwork. Yeah. I did. Uh, he was the best I've seen Mason probably play for. I thought he was excellent. I think was that bit when he took it around the keeper. If only that was it, Elphick who cleared it off the line. Mm. The way he took it around him, I just thought mm. was brilliant. And he was very lucky not to have added more to his uh, his goal tally in the in the match. But <clears throat> it was good to see him get that goal, especially after that miss mm. against Sheffield Wednesday. And you could say that as soon as he got that, he just grew and grew in confidence. Mm. Yeah. It was odd with Aston Villa going back to that because they had most of the possession. You could see they passed, they could pass the ball around, mm. but they just had no end product with mm. it. You, you almost there was a sense of usually with these games, especially when it goes <coughs> late on, you get a bit of nervous when the team's going forward. You just think, oh, we're just going to give it away as usual. But there wasn't. I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't have that much edge. I didn't really see think that Villa were going to score as the game went on. We did a lot of chasing, so they had a lot of the ball. We had a, we did a lot of chasing because Helder Costa at the end of the game. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I don't think he could barely get above walking pace. He was absolutely knackered. He was get you know in the throwing those little sachets of, I think it's like some sort of energy. Mm. Sort of, yeah, I think yeah, they made two or three of them <laughs> just, to, just to keep him going. I think Edwards had a couple as well. I know he got a strong mm. forearm, didn't he, from oh, yeah, the yeah. destroyer? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, didn't um, so we did a lot of chasing. A couple of our players were, were completely worn out. I think Mason as well was another one who's worn out at the end. But I just thought, like with the Bristol City game, I genuinely thought they were going to score, not they nearly did. But I, I never really, I was never really that concerned that Villa would score because mm. they were. That- Answer me this. 
how long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. That bad. Mm. Um... They put a little bit of pressure on us at the end, and, and as, as it naturally would. But I just thought we were really competent as a back six. It was really, really competent. Mm. And I was just, I was just like, like I said, it was a poor team, but I was just really impressed by, by how organised we were. Mm. Um, and I was, I, again, I was impressed with, with Costa. I had no idea what we were going to do when, when they. <laughs> Which, goes, it's the, it's a question we have every single week, isn't it? What's going to happen with Costa? And he's he's going to go back. He's not uh, going to. Well, stay. I mean, let's face it. We we got we know we can't afford him. So well, we can. We should well, be able to afford yeah. him under all these regs and whatever. <laughs> apparently, apparently we can't. Yeah. But um, the only way you're looking at it is if we manage to get him on loan again for another year. But then you would say his form this year has probably not gone unnoticed by Premier mm. League teams. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is, does he actually even want to stay another mm. year? Because if he doesn't want to be here for another year, if this is just like a year experience for him mm. and he wants to do something else, whatever whatever we do, yeah. we, we, won't, we won't stay. It's a work placement. That's what it he is. He's <laughs> <laughs> a student, student <laughs> yeah. placement. He'll be international. He'll go down as one of those cool heroes that in a few years. Yeah. You'll go, oh, do you remember Costa? Cost- oh, yeah, mm. he was really good, wasn't he? I think we have to start like. writing, don't go, held that in Portuguese on the train ground. I know, I was thinking that, yeah, an express style will do Portuguese, pull out, don't go, I'm going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to okay, China. Anyway. Um, we're going to struggle to keep him. But mm. going back to your point about defence, what I would say is it's perhaps been a little critical there. I thought Cody was excellent again. Mm. I think he's really, I just feel so much more comfortable with him being there as opposed to why author and how indifferent he's been. And then in front of them, I thought Price was excellent mm. again, breaking up play. And and also Costa tracking back and you know the, the collectively as a team we we were solid um, and what three clean sheets you know mm. that, you, the you undefeated know. streak continues yeah. everybody do we dare say a streak <laughs> when does it become a streak I wonder I don't, how do you do, when do you define it as a streak see the undefeated do you do the same rules as when you define a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> is it three then three you become a serial killer so well, the, we, 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 the we other take a streak was uh, 21 wasn't it before it got broken yeah so at what point did they class <laughs> that as a streak 15, 16 it was wasn't it yeah, yeah. Go 15, 16 <laughs> that's when we class it as a streak ambitious yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the one thing that does worry me most at the moment though is the goals because it's there's just not enough coming from our real our focal point yeah. Dicko. And then even when Bod Varson came on he played well but he never looked like scoring either. And neither does um Bright, to be perfectly mm. honest. In, in fairness he was unlucky not to notch that one near the end. It would have been a cracking goal mm. if it had gone in. That's made mm. by Bod Varson mm. as well, yeah. wasn't it? Chasing I, it down. I think a lot of it is decision making though. I mm. think for, there was a couple of examples where Cavalero Took a player on when he didn't need to, or I think there was one at first half where he took a shot where he could have laid Dicko in, and then Dicko repaid the favour by having a shot and not letting Costa in, yeah. and, it, and, it, and, it, and you know, and Costa would have had a tap in. So they're getting into the areas, but it's just mm. decision making. And I think with Dicko, because he's so understandably eager for this goal. He's even more selfish and he's not playing yeah. people in because he's determined to take it upon himself to get the goals. And if he gets a goal, it's very cliche, but they might all then start coming. Yeah. But I agree, I, I, th- I think it is a concern. Um, arguably, I mean, we'll come on to what the team will be for, for Norwich, but I think there's a question still about playing Dicko or Bob Varson. Mm. But I agree, neither of them really are striking a lot of fear into... <coughs> Costa was especially yeah. angry with that one, wasn't he? Did when Dicko yeah, played, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he yeah. started the attack, yeah. didn't he? From like in our area, mm. t- took it past the defender, mm. and he gave it to Dicko, and then Dicko had never even looked up to, in mm. his mm. defence. Yeah. So Costa had made the run, and then when he had the shot, as he as you say, as he as he would do because he wants his goal, mm. Costa was going absolutely bad. <laughs> oh, I think, like I say, he had he had a tap tapping, but yeah. I'm just mm. worried about Dicko that he's. Not even like fifty percent near the player that 
that no. we had before. And you would have thought no. the Dicko of a couple of years ago would have finished that shot. He yeah, I mean, it, it was yeah. never it's never been the prolific finisher for for us with mm. Dicko, but it just it just his all round general play, like his his acceleration and his you know how quickly he moves and mm. and and turns and spins. It's just not it's just not really there, it's not there for anymore. me at the minute. And I, just and think, I think previously when he had Sacco and a phobie, mm. their movement was just intuitive. They knew where they'd be regardless, mm. and I don't feel that he's got that same relationship with Costa, Cavallero and whoever's playing mm. at number 10. I thought it was Dicko's best game for us since he's come back. I thought, especially in the second half, whoever their left-back was for Villa. Amarvi, wasn't it Jordan Amarvi? Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't cope with him. A lot of times Dicko was kind of hammering at him, which we used to see, and he kept having to put the ball out of play or put it out for a corner. Mm. It didn't look like it. I don't know. I, for me, it felt like I, I was seeing that kind of movement again from Dicko. It's just that end shot. You know he's got a, quite a powerful shot, Dicko, mm. when he has a blast, and we're just not seeing that yet. Um, Wolves goal, lovely little tapping from Mason. <laughs> Although, if you look at it on the replay, it does kind of bounce a bit. It could have mm. easily gone skewy once again. But Dicko again, kind of starting the play from the cross. We got the goal. A striker scored. <laughs> that is the main thing. And then McCormack said it, which we touched on before. I thought that was in. As soon as it crossed in, mm. I thought, mm. oh, this is 1-1 now. Yeah. If, they, if they still had that this steady, that, yeah. would, that would have mm. broke the net, wouldn't it? From, from in, yeah. I guess that's not... I've spro- yeah, I mean, when well, as soon as the cross come in, I just, in my eyes immediately looked at who it was before. And I just watched it go all the way. And I just in my head, just thought, this is going to go in. Mm. So I was quite relieved to see him like lump it. Mm. Well, he got over the ball and everything. So how he still managed to put it over, I've, mm. I've no idea. Well, as, as we say, that, that was it. Yeah, that was it for mm. Villa. I mean, that was <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad, really, really bad. I'm, I'm really, mm. really surprised at how how poor the. I know that they, they haven't got that um, Codger, who's mm. Their, mm. clearly is their main guy. And are you as well? Yeah, yeah. and are yeah. So I mean, they're re- they must be obviously down to their dreg. I say dregs. McCormack cost them how much? Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. twelve million, yeah. isn't he? And he looks awful. In middle of this yeah. month, we were linked back to McCormack mm-hmm. on loan. He's 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 a good player, and he's he, and, and he, you know his record is excellent in the championship. However, to me, he, he looks off the pace. I think that's the issue there. Uh, is he like the Adam Lafondra? Scenario. <laughs> no, but when we got Adam yeah. Lafondra, very experienced championship player, could score mm. goals, came in. Nothing really mm. happened, and that's what you kind of see that with McCormack mm. sometimes. Uh, Jack Price got man of the match from Sky. I don't know if it's like an official Sky one, or a, I don't know mm. how it works with that regard. I, I don't. I didn't see why Jack Price got no, man of the match no. for first for the first yeah. twenty minutes. Didn't he just hump everything up in the air? Yeah, I just remember. Just uh, it yeah. might not have, might not have just been him in all fairness, but I just there was a refusal of think of, of uh, players for twenty minutes to keep the ball on the floor. Mm. When like, the ball was someone the ball's coming down, and there was no player around him for like between five and ten yards, and he just kept pumping it back up mm. in the air. Like, There's what a lot of head tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt with Price a lot of his passing. He just he couldn't get the range right. He was either too short, too long. He grew into the game, mm. but I think it was one of his weaker performances, if I'm honest. So, gentlemen, who would be your working man's man of the match? And who would you get your cap? And grave it and drop it to <laughs> 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 yeah. the little tab. Put their name in, like at school. Um, who would be your working man to run the match against Villa? I think for me, um, a couple of candidates. I, th- I think Mason was was fantastic, um, but I think understandably because he's probably short of fitness, probably not over ninety minutes. Um, well, I put it this way: I thought Connor Cody over the ninety minutes was was excellent. Yeah, mm. uh, so that would be my. Woman, is it woman? working man? Working man of the match, woman. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to breathe. Welcome it, to your it, woman award. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be. Um, yeah, Cody for me. Yeah, I think Cody's a good call. I'd probably mm. go for Mason. Yeah, purely because yeah. I think he did run himself out. Mm. He would have been subbed. I think. I'm sure Lambert had even said he would have subbed him. Mm. Didn't he? If injury didn't uh, cause Edwards to go. But yeah, I thought he did did really well, especially in the first half. And in the second half, he was just a pain in the ass to Villa, which. Does the job, doesn't it? Adam, you dotting your I agree hoops. Cody was, Cody was a very strong performer. Um, I would have gone for either Steeman or Edwards, to be honest. Mm. I thought Steeman had a good game. No, Probably up Steeman until the head bashing, yeah. or the elbow yeah. bashing, but yeah. I thought Edwards had a good game mm. once again. Mm. Steeman, I just thought, was one of his best games. He mm. seems to, I don't know, under Lambert, he seems to have just grown, coming back to the Steeman that we knew from mm. a couple of years ago. And then he'll go back to Fulham. 
with a tear <laughs> in our eyes. <laughs> uh, so, on all gentlemen, uh, it was a nice little, nice little win against Villa, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We were undefeated against them this season, um, and it was good. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I have a little win at home, isn't it? Against the Miller. Very nice. Nice not to uh, concede a goal, isn't it? Very nice. Uh, Right, we're going to the next part of the podcast, which is previewing uh, the game of the weekend against Norwich City. Um, And obviously, who's at Norwich City? Jess Moxie. Jess Moxie, don't they? They don't like him, do they? (laughs) Norwich fans. They do not. It's really not going well from a Norwich perspective. Yeah. They've lost uh, nine of the last 13 games. Uh, they've recently lost 2-1 away to Rotherham. I think tonight, Tuesday recording, they've got their FA Cup replay against Southampton. Um, Alex Neil under pressure, but so far, he's not going. Uh, but they are 11th in the table. They're on 37 points. They're only eight points off the playoffs. And eight. Yeah, eight. And people aren't liking them. Uh, obviously, it will be the Jez Moxie derby. We'll be back Jez with Jez. A couple of questions. Is this the best time to beat Norwich at Carrow Road? Because obviously it's it's very difficult to get three points at Carrow Road. And if we were to do that, do you think that would be the end of Alex Neal? I think it is a good time to play them. Yeah. Because everyone else seems to be going there and getting three points at the moment. So I know that we I know that we have a reputation for ending streaks. Runs, yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Sending so walls to kind of the trend, didn't it? Really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's not forget. Actually, before I know they lost to Rotherham, but they, they also beat Derby three in the yeah. game before that. So yeah. they're very not just crap. They're they're, they're just no. inconsistent yeah. at the moment. But they have, like I like said, they've gone to that bad spell from where they were second to Newcastle, mm. and pre- pretty much everyone's nailed on runners up of the league. To suddenly, are they even going to make the playoffs? Mm. And Moxie's been getting it, of course, because they feel as if he hasn't brought in enough players. Mm. Um, they've sold, they've just sold Olsen yes to a Swansea for four million yeah so whoever's playing left back against Costa on Saturday I don't envy them <laughs> whoever it is it won't be their first choice left back yeah, because yeah, yeah. they've just sold the first choice left back so I think now yeah now is now is, a, now is a great time to play them and strangely enough this is the kiss of death I am very confident about us Ooh. going there and getting a result yeah. I'm just comfort- I'm confident. I'm comfortable in what Lambert's doing at the minute. He'll probably have a point to prove against Norwich going back yeah. to a former club. Mm-hmm. I'm presuming he's already played Norwich with Villa. Yeah, that would have been in the yeah, Premier League, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he won't want to lose. And, and it's interesting because obviously it's what Wolves now are trying to emulate with Lambert. What he did at Norwich. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. trying to emulate mm. that. I think yes to, to both questions. I think. The point as well is in the Rotherham game, their main striker, the fans have, have taken to Oliveira. Oliveira? Yeah, mm. Oliveira, I think. Yeah, yeah him. Um, <laughs> he's suspended, which is a positive. Mm. But then I look, I, I wrote down some of the, the, the players and I thought, God, they've still got some good players. Mm. There's like Hulan, uh, Jerome, who always scores against us. Mm. Uh, Naismith, I've always mm. liked, a good player. Pritchard, I think he was a. Tottenham wasn't it? Yes. So they've got a good they've, they've got a good squad, but I think yeah, potentially it's a good opportunity for us. And I think if they lose at home again, perhaps um, yeah, uh, it doesn't really bother us. But mm. I think Alex O'Neill might go, and then maybe Kenny Jacket might be the next Norwich yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah, because Moxie won't like that, will he? On Moxie yeah. losing to uh, to the Wolves, <laughs> maybe. But that's a good call, actually. Kenny Jacket mm. stabilise the club a bit. Possibly, mm. I, I can I can see us beating Norwich. Mm. I think yeah. it'll be a tough game because, as you said, they have got they a have good got outfit some, there. They have got some it's, good players. So it's not going to be nailed on by any stretch. Mm. But I don't know if they'll sack Neil because Moxie's never been that type of chairman to ju- or um, whatever his position is mm. there to just call somebody. I mean, look how long he stuck with Jackie when everyone was calling for his mm. head for months and months. Well, close to a year in the end, wasn't it? Mm. So. Maybe not getting rid of Alex, but... but it depends what Delia Smith and Co are like, yeah. because I guess mm. he did do that with McCarthy in February. After, I know, obviously, losing that heavily to West Brom is never going to put you in a good position, but he did do that in February. You never know, do you? No, and I never suppose know. you don't know how much of that is more, was Morgan's that decision was more, yeah. at the yeah. time yeah. as but well. But that's what I mean, though, yeah. if he's in that if, emotion. If, and, if yeah. there perhaps is an influence yeah. from Smith and... Is it Ed, Ed Balls? Ed Balls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you never. Know, so uh, team wise, obviously people were very critical when we had the starting eleven against Stoke, and look what happened there. 
on the likewise when we had the game against Villa and we didn't then keep some of those players in defence, people were very good to score the game, but then one and kept a clean sheet. Do you think there's a, a Lambert's trying to keep a distinct league potential cup side as well, and therefore defensively, first off against Norwich, we'll see the exact same back four? I think, yeah. yeah, I think I, I think we will. I think I'll, if it was upset, I would be minded to put Williamson in. I've just got Cameron Jerome in mind. Yeah, I would put Williams. I would, I would Williamson. Because he's quite strong. He's quite strong. I don't think he will. But I would. I, I just much prefer Williamson being in there than than Bart. Mm. And when you saw yeah. how Bart couldn't handle um, Jerome at the Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer to see Williamson, but I do think that uh, Lambert will stick with the same back five effectively. Mm. And then midfield, obviously, Ed Price and Edwards. Is, is Edwards going to be? Is he okay? I mean, I haven't heard much since that he came off. I presume so. Nothing's really clear. So he just started to be dizzy. With him. that's why he yeah. came off at the mm. time. I think he'll be fine. So I think I, I can't see any reason why he changed those. I think I think probably from. The, the holding midfielders forward. I think you might see this. Might see a similar uh, same team. Mm. Um, it might be an unchanged side, really. Like, mm. it, unless by Ross and Dico, that combo. That's you, the only one. Yeah. I think potentially, as you, as you say, in the attacking players, that may change. I think he'll want to give Dico every opportunity, really, mm. and it might be a little bit of a, um, a knock in his confidence at a time he perhaps doesn't need it to to be withdrawn, but. He'll probably look at their centre halves as well, only and kind of make a decision because Bob Varson does give you something different to to Dicko. Mm. Um, I think Mason again. I'd, I'd hope he gets a run in the side and shows what he can do. Nazon, Duckins, Duckins, a debut start. <laughs> Screws and Duckins, Ducky yeah. Poos. Uh, no, no, <laughs> simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, we don't know, but no, I, I think um, Bright's an interesting one, isn't it? Really, I don't know if I. We're going to this one, but perhaps he needs to be managed at this moment in time, Bright, in mm. terms of being in and out of the side mm. in, in his development. Um, but at the, at the risk of not um, bringing anybody else in, then perhaps there might be a place for him. But mm. he may more alternate with Mason. Um, but yeah, I'd expect it to be the same. Mm. And I think I think you, you've got a point. He might even then revert to the, um, for the cup replay to the Stoke team. Perhaps mm. that's what, what's in his mind. Oh, I'm just trying to think of that team against um, Firmino and Coutinho and yeah. Sturridge and Origi and uh, oh, that'll be fun, won't what it? What team about Plymouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, gentlemen, at Norwich then, which is uh, this Saturday at classic three o'clock kickoff. I'm guessing there's no change yes. of time. Yes, yes. yes. yeah. Uh, predictions time then. What's your gut telling you of Tuesday evening? Of Norwich City versus Wolverhampton Wonders FC. Uh, Andy, I'll start with you. What you got to you right now, prediction wise? Two nil. Two nil. Two nil to Wolves. Two nil to Wolves. Mm. Oh, positive, positive. Rye, right. raining a score for us. Oh, I got him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Re- it's it shouldn't be a difficult one if you look at the fact that we're playing well. We've got three clean sheets. They're awful, but this is Wolves, and something tells me it's not going to be good. But I'm going to be positive, and, and I, I reckon. 1-0 win and hopefully Dicko gets off the mark. A Dicko comeback. Yeah, the nice. resurgence yeah. of Dicko. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for Norwich City 1, Ooh. Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Ooh. Ooh. I like how that was delivered in like a C-fax, like BBC <laughs> yeah. grandstand manner well, you know, on the video printer. For the Ensley Division 1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for one all, just because... We should get a result, but yeah. it will be typical <laughs> and we won't. Uh, so that's Norwich uh, preview done. Now, final part of the podcast, it's time for Twitter Corner. It's your chance to send us your questions on anything Wolves or non-Wolves related and we will answer them. If you're not on Twitter, email us podcast at wolvesfancast.com or go on our Facebook page, Wolves Fancast, and drop us a question there. We start with Adam Thompson, former Fancastian. Firstly, he starts up more of a serious note, gentlemen, by saying, are Wolves actually fearing FFP or financial fair play this window, or is it a cover by Fosen to reel back spending after August frivolous splurge? I think Wolves are trying to perhaps not spend as much given what we perhaps spent in the window, or or or, or is FA, FFP a serious matter we need to really consider? So FFP, yeah, that's we allowed was it thirty five million loss over three years. I don't know the exact, but I know there's a three-season, three-year thing. 
to do so with theoretically it. we could spend 35 million this year but then we couldn't we'd have to try and not spend Break anything else, for the rest. <laughs> yeah. else yeah. for the rest. so we, we we could in that realm we could spend more this window mm. to the tune of a few more millions but i guess we created a problem for ourselves in the summer when we flooded the squad and obviously probably not at the time because we were all loving it getting the player mm. every couple of days mm. but now in hindsight we're thinking that was probably a bit silly mm. getting all, we needed improvements yeah but not to just <laughs> tip a bucket of 12 players up into the squad yeah. and go there you go so maybe, maybe I think just it's just priorities we do, and I think Lambert's mentioned this before hasn't he we don't just want to keep again signing two or three more players this year to make the squad even bigger because Lambert's got to work with these players hasn't mm. he on a, on a daily basis at training and he's got to try and set up his training drills with 28 outfield yeah, players yeah, or yeah, something yeah. in the training ground so it's probably not so much that it's the fear in FFP it's just that logistically we just have to get the squad down mm. to a manageable number and I guess it's better to go again in the summer and strip away and start again yeah. than in the January trying to spend loads on really a squad that really should achieve very secure me table status this well everyone keeps talking about hey January is a difficult window because no one really wants to sell yeah. in January so we're probably not going to want to get the players that we really want mm. In January, because you're not probably not going to get them. So yeah, January, as dull as it may sound, it's just getting plays out. So it's not going to be too exciting for us potentially this window. Mm. But then yeah, in the summer again, hopefully we go back into Mendes and say you can get some good players mm. this time. And I think they might be looking long term. So we've spent 14 mil now. We've probably broke even over the last few years, I'd say. Mm. So now they're going to think, okay, so if we spent a bit now, we spent a bit next summer. If we do get into the Premier League a couple of years down the line, you don't want to be in the position where QPR were, where all of a sudden FFP were knocking, saying yeah. you owe all this money because you spent far too much to get up. Mm. So it will be interesting to see how much we've actually spent on these players that we've brought in. Because we've got like a baseline figure from the, the reports, but there's, there's always it's always a bit more than that behind mm. it. So, and we, at the minute, we're not selling players, are we? We're loaning or cancelling loans so I just wonder how much you've actually physically spent money wise on these players and how much you'd actually take for us to break even and then comply with, with these rules or we just do a Bournemouth just spend like there's no tomorrow and then pray to God that we yeah. go up so we don't have to answer the, the, yeah. the, the fine <laughs> I, <laughs> I, go up. I think the thing is though and, and within that it's interesting because I think Tim Spears sort of alluded to this on, on Twitter last night and he said it will be interesting to see the next set of accounts to see that list of agent fees and, mm. and, and you know we mentioned like Prince for example who signed on a four year contract and the big contracts thrown out but yeah it, it's a point to say you could actually use the FFP card to kind of play down you know any support and rest and say oh actually we can't really do this but also Fosen quite rightly might be thinking actually I'll give you all this money you spent it not, not many of these players are in the side you're bringing through these young players so you need to prove to me that you can spend your money a little bit better mm. because you haven't. So uh, you probably they don't they've probably been a little bit fearful and clutching on the perch strings and thinking actually the most success you've had recently are out of the players that have come through as opposed to your mm. big money signing. So it's probably a bit of both. Uh, so we move on then. Joel Stubbs, simple question: Who's your favourite Wolves player of all time? Steeple is it a classic answer? Steeple's a classic, but I, I, this, this, I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to name too many. I always liked Neil Emblem. Mm. I, he, he was just a player I, a, a lot, as, yeah. a, as a cult type player. So yes, Bully for growing up was 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 fantastic. But I, I'm going to go with Neil Emblem as mine because when I was a, a young so I used to play in goal. I played Mike Stealth. Yes, mm. yeah, Stealth is up there. But first, first Wolves. Replica kit I ever had yes. was the gold. You know the ones the orange, uh, the red shoulder pads. The, so it was green. It was like red on red yes. on the shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, I had the green one with the black stripes mm. at the top. We had the old Wolverhampton emblem. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I think I go a little bit yeah. further back. I had the one which looked like a Tetris game with a green and blue. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, no, I had that one. It's a good age for, for yeah. mm. it's a golden mm. age, as I would say. Uh, Andy, favorite um, player of all time. I, I liked Alex Ray, but I think I was at a soft spot for um, Dean Richards. Yeah, yeah. I think th- that period of time it was just such exciting football. It might have been my age and everything at the time, and 
I remember all those thrill draws we were going through. <laughs> and I remember him going in goal once. Was, I think Mixthal got knocked out and he went in goal against Stoke and he was awful. But I like the fact that he was the first one to put his hands up and say, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, Jeffrey Majanji Boya for me. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. My first call love. Yeah. My first call love. Uh, Dan Preston, would you, ro- would you prefer to get spooned by Goldust or mounted by Rikishi? Only the best questions on the podcast. A cuddle with Goldust or a more intimate cuddle with Rikishi? (laughs) Would would the Rikishi be that move where where you're in the corner and he jumps on top of you or were you smothered by his back? Because Goldust would be very clingy, wouldn't he, really? And you get all the gold paint on you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go Rikishi. (laughs) Yeah. And Adam? Goldust Rikishi, really, is the, uh, the question. I I just disappear in Rikishi, wouldn't I? So <laughs> yeah, why not Rikishi? Rikishi. Yeah, yeah, I'm not thinking Goldust though. Yeah, Goldust. Yeah. I'll say Goldust just to even it out. <laughs> so they're both win. Uh, True Wolf said uh, says uh, who will score first between uh, Nua and Bodvarsson? Who's going to grab the first goal between them? This could go on some time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Who's going to score first? I know that obviously Bodvarsson has already scored very early on the season, but let's just say. We're on a clean sheet. But he hasn't for a while, it's almost like yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. 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 I've said Dicko early, so I'll stick with Dicko. Yeah. I think Dicko, because he seems to be favouring him at the minute. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bod Varson. Ooh. I'll say Bod Varson as well. <laughs> Just to be in the house again. You could be a politician. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's glasses. laughs> Newer means newer. <laughs> Mate, Bod Varson great again. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> our very own... Our ver- the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> our very own Luke Thompson tweeted in saying, My son's team, Wensfield Avengers, play FC Newlands and Warsaw Phoenix Lions in their games this week. How will they get on? Avengers assemble. Yeah. How will uh, Luke Thompson's son Theo's team, Wentzford Avengers, get on against those two teams this weekend? I love the names. Aven- Avengers? Yeah. Avengers. 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 Avengers Penguins. That was, anyway. Um, <laughs> Score predictions. Wentzford Avengers versus FC Newlands, firstly. FC okay. Newlands? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're a very inconsistent team, FC yeah. Newlands. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go Newlands 2. Yeah. The Avengers. Yeah. Seven. Oh, seven two. Ooh. What's that else going for? With Theo bagging the bagging the hat trick. I think a four all draw. A four all yeah. draw. It's getting excitement all the way. <laughs> Roy. Oh, I'm gonna go three three two to the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Their other game then against Warsaw Phoenix Lions. The Avengers <sighs> versus the game? Phoenix Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they they, they just sound powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be um, a four four three win to the good guys. Yeah, to the Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah, Adam. Adam, sorry, Andy. Um, I'm going for a three one to the Avengers. Three one to the Avengers. Four points out of six. No, I, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're bring them down so, to reality. So, sorry, yeah. Avengers. I think that the Phoenix Lions are going to break your little hearts, and, <laughs> and you're going to lose four nil. <laughs> Reminder: Don't put Roy and Luke on the same podcast. <laughs> and Luke's going to come on after the game and have an argument with the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Lionsman will be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question from Ian Callow says: What would you take on in a fight? A hundred duck-sized horses or a hundred horse-sized ducks? So, who? What would you rather take on in a fight? A hundred duck-sized horses. Or a hundred horse-sized ducks. What weapon do we have to defend <laughs> ourselves against this horde? Only your broad and, and mind. Oh dear. <laughs> I think the duck-sized horses could just stamp on them. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, they have the, the same strength as a horse? Or does that have the speed of a horse still? No, that's just complicating things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, duck-sized I'll, horses, for one. I think... I think yeah, duck-sized horses. Duck-sized horses. Yeah. 
Yeah. Duck-sized horses. Yeah. I don't fancy the horse-sized ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clean sweep of the duck-sized yeah. horses. We're in agreement on that one. Yeah, and that's it. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, you can follow our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a website or website solution, check them out at operacreative.com. And follow us on social media. You can check us out anywhere. Just type in Wolves Fancast on a social media platform and you will probably find us there. And you can email us your whimsical stories or anything Wolves related to podcast at wolvesfancast.com. And we'll be back next week to review that game against Norwich City. The Jess Moxie derby. What's going to happen? Fingers crossed. It's a Wolves win. We're going to win. That's yeah, what, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Don't bother listening next week. We've won. <laughs> no, please listen. <laughs> uh, so for this week, it's bye from Andy. See ya. Bye from Rye. Goodbye. Bye from Adam. Always listen. Yeah. <laughs> bye. And it's bye from me. See you next time.